Game Club, the podcast. It's like a book club, but we play games and we talk about it. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm the editor of Nonfiction Gaming. I'm Catherine Smith-McMullen, and I'm a science fiction screenwriter. And I'm Charles Bryce, avid tabletop gamer. Welcome to episode seven. This week we played Armed with Rings, Rearmed. You are the sword. Cut down your foes with steel and thunder. First, we're going to go on to our Nerd Week. Catherine, Um, you didn't write any notes for this Nerd Week, so we're going to skip on to Charles. No, I I wrote notes. I just had them in then. Charles, I literally just wrote them in your Nerd Week. I see the word NatCon, um, so that's a word. Yeah, NatCon. That was so. I, um, as you guys know, as you are very, very old friends of mine, but I have been a nerd my whole life, and was um, going mm-hmm. to science fiction conventions <laughs> um, since I was about six months old. And so this weekend, I went back to my heritage, and the Australian Sci- National Science Fiction Convention was in Melbourne, and I went there for a couple of days. So that was awesome. I didn't um, even hear that that was on. How does that no, happen? So, so it's an interesting thing where it's primarily the focus is on science fiction writers. And if you went back, say, maybe 15 years ago, um, a lot of the conventions would have had maybe three or 400 people. And now they're probably down to about 150 because yeah, wow. all of the new little nerds that are coming up aren't aren't going to those. Like they might be reading those authors, but they're – going to supernova or packs or you know like they're finding their communities but in a really different way um and i mean i I have a lot of thoughts about how the community can try and kind of not fix itself but just like you know you do want young people coming through and and you do want your, your numbers to stay up but it's really hard when like there's maybe only three or four authors that could get those kind of numbers um yeah and but i mean it's also an advertising issue like my Facebook feed is just full of nerd stuff that somehow this didn't even make it on. So yeah, well, I mean, I I barely made it onto mine, and like I had you know like thirty friends there, so um, oh. or, or like family friends. <laughs> I think, I think like, that says oh, more yeah. about how you interact with your friends. Yeah, people are ashamed to <laughs> say that they're going to it. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just it's a completely different demographic. Like it's it's science fiction from a literary sense. But yeah, so that was my that was pretty nerdy. I think that's probably one of the nerdier things you can do going to a con. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> conventions are pretty nerdy. All right, so my nerd week was uh, was pretty busy actually. So I saw Wonder Woman. I uh, actually dragged the wife along to that, who is an anti nerd. Uh, Credit she... to Catherine. Credit yeah. to Catherine. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, Cath- Catherine babysat the little munch. So that was fantastic. No one died. <laughs> no one did die. Um, and Wonder Woman was great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was very entertaining and it was great because the person who played Wonder Woman was great, essentially. Uh, the character was excellent. Uh, the actress or the actor, we, we don't genderize these days. Uh, she was fantastic, uh, partly because she was the sexiest woman I've ever seen on film, uh, but also partly because she just fit the role really well. Uh, and the way they handled the character was very tasteful. 
uh, and very classy uh, and very within what it should have been. Uh, the, the movie itself had issues, uh, which, I mean, if you've seen it, you can probably work that out for yourself. My favourite was Ares when he gets shot down <laughs> and he's there shirtless with his moustache. Pretty much everyone in the cinema let out a bit of a giggle at that yep, stage. Yeah, like this, like, it's like 3000 BC and you're like, what? Like, why yeah, is this he little British moustache? Yeah. yeah, just hilarious. I mean... Well, let's 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 stop on that because uh, Catherine and I wanted to talk about it a bit last episode, but you hadn't seen it um, like a chump. Ruined it. Yeah, mm. but we're going to talk about Wonder Woman a little bit. Uh, and if you're like me and don't want any spoilers, if you're going to go watch a thing, just fast forward to the news. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Everything up until that Aries fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? a, a friend a friend described it really well, which was like. You know, as a superhero film, it's fine. Like it's it's nothing that revolutionary. But in the context of the fact that we haven't had a good superhero film starring a woman, it's fucking amazing. Like, so I think like if if you kind of can't separate the content from the cultural context in which it's in. Gender. Um yeah. yeah, and it's like, you know, the Black Panther film. People are super, super excited and it's because there hasn't been a black superhero film before. So even if it's not a great superhero film. Apart from Blade. It, it, uh, I, that's not a superhero <laughs> technically. Didn't that have Ryan Reynolds in it? It's mostly Ryan Reynolds. I think he was and in the third one. Most, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a superhero film technically. But it's, but also, I mean, yeah, I know I agree with you. I'm, I'm having yeah. a bit of fun. But uh, black, <laughs> black Panther has essentially an all-black cast, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Luke Cage on TV. It's that thing where people go, "Oh, well, is it the, like is it the best show of all time?" No, probably not. But if I had never seen someone that looked like myself on screen, and suddenly as as a lead role, and and suddenly I I am like, of course I'm going to give it some extra points. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. I like the fact that because Gal Gadot can't do an accent, everyone on Themyscira has to talk like Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was about. Okay, very good. Um, yeah. yeah, at least that's what I think. I've, I actually have no idea if that's true, but it, it, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would make sense because otherwise they were just speaking ridiculously for no reason whatsoever. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, so yeah, so Wonder Woman was seen. Uh, other things I've been up to, uh, I've decided in my arrogance uh, that I'm going to design a board game. Uh, which may or may not work. Uh, so far, though, it's going pretty well. Uh, obviously, Catherine and Dad know all about it because I'm bouncing ideas off them. And I'll, uh, I will keep the audience of this podcast updated with how that's going. At the moment, I'm about halfway, uh, maybe two-thirds through the rule book. So, it's actually progressing pretty quickly. It's been about a week and a half since I got the idea for it. So, we'll wait and see how that goes. Can you break uh, yourself a piece? Can you break off the readers a piece just so they can get a little taste? What do you mean? What does of like mean? what it's about? Yeah, yeah, strokes. sure. So it's uh, it's a an apocalypse-based kind of game, uh, and the idea is that each player is charge of in charge of their own bastion, uh, which is what I'm calling kind of their survivor strongholds. And the uh, it's a tile game, uh, and essentially you pick up tiles and place them on your bastion, um, making it stronger, uh, and trying to out survive the other players around you. So, do you think Catherine just? loses at this game by default because we know she'd be terrible in an apocalypse no <laughs> well no, she won't you, be able to no. talk her way out of it in this game she'll actually have to survive there's no talking feature i have a very strong i have very strong <laughs> opinions about how i would be in an apocalypse <laughs> which i think you guys have heard before i might which yeah. is somehow that, like, factor that in 
Possibly on the This War of Mine episode. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've definitely talked about that. So maybe, maybe there'll be a talk your way to survival feature. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Um, and lastly, by the time our listeners are listening to this, I will have attended the midnight release for Warhammer 40k 8th edition, which for me is tomorrow night in your past, in my future, uh, which I am very, very excited about. Uh, so I'm going to go along to that. Uh, and it's going to be rad. And I'm going to pick up my goodies and put together some merchants and play some games. So, tell us, what are you doing to get hyped for this Warhammer 40k launch, Charles? Uh, I'm currently watching, or at least I was attempting to watch, the Twitch of the girl who is painting the miniatures for the demo games at the store that I'm going to be playing at. That's how specific we can nerd these days. Brilliant. Wow, that's that's one of the nerdiest sentences you've ever said. And like me, you've said some nerdy sentences. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I've gone, I'm just, I'm going deep. I'm hooking the nerd into my veins and just taking yep. it. So you're not even watching someone play with the new demo miniatures, like playing in a skirmish. No, I've watched plenty of that, though, I assure you. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I've watched at least, I don't know, 10 8th edition games on YouTube so far. Sometimes your life is like a nightmare for me. Like, I think about if I had to go, like, play Destiny and Warhammer, and I'm just like, that would be so awful. <laughs> I've got to quickly finish dinner tonight, my love, because I need to watch someone else paint miniatures on TV. <laughs> it's, oh, well, I only, like, do that on my downtime, you know, not I my I guess you don't think you could pay time. me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think you'd do almost anything for money. Yeah, yeah okay, it depends how much. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I retract that. <laughs> Launching the new Game Club live stream where Catherine paints miniatures for money. <laughs> <laughs> poorly, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, oh, Daniel, so poorly. your nerd week. <clears throat> uh, I played Hero Quest uh, with some mates over the weekend. An old 1989 game uh, f- actually connects to Games Workshop because it was yeah, it made does. with Games Workshop and Milton Bradley. It really shows its age. Uh, it's a fun <laughs> game. <laughs> yep. It was good fun, and I, I think mostly the people you play it with is, is what makes it more fun. But it's in the vein of Dungeons & Dragons. It's got a game board that the dungeon is different every time based That's on level for 1989. Yeah, well, yeah. The game master has, uh, the game board is obviously a lot of squares and there are walls built in, but the game master behind the screen gets given where the doors are and where the rubble is to block paths. So it becomes a new map essentially every time. Yeah, sure. And where the traps are and where the monsters are, of course, uh, I think they give you a bunch of pre-generated ones that's in a story mode, but it gives you blank ones if you want to make your own as well. So that was kind of fun. Mm. Um, also went to Beta Bar on Friday night for a Disney-themed night. Not Was it last Friday? Yeah, it was last Friday. It was last Friday. The Friday before, if you're listening to this. Uh, and Disney-themed, so we rocked out to a bunch of Mulan <laughs> songs, Under the Sea. Bit of Frozen. For those Frozen. at home, Catherine and I were also there. Uh, we were, we were there. Dan's trying to write us out of history, but we were there. <laughs> were you? Yeah, I just remember having a great time. So I don't know if you were really there. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love Beta. I, I love the new, the new venue. Um, I think it's it's better than the old one in some ways because it's better space, but it's certainly less nerdy. Um, in that it it's less it feels like a less dedicated Beta Bar kind of area. Um, yeah, I mean, it was classic beta bar in a way. Like it, I love being at nerd events and being surrounded by nerds, but also it was like, this is a bit of a sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, nerd bars are great because I'm there and I don't feel 
I don't know what the word is. Judged isn't quite the right word, but when you're at a normal person bar or nightclub, there's this almost competitive vibe, like you can feel the testosterone on the wind, um, and that doesn't exist at Beta Bar. So yep. that's nice. It's more relaxed, I guess. Also, I guess like in a normal – oh, I'm about to get in trouble. In a normal <laughs> club, you're like – you're not exactly one of the alphas in Beta Bar. It's funny. I used the word alpha like two days ago to describe this place <laughs> and myself. Um, but, but we can't Like I'm not flattering not you. This is not correct. a flattering comment. <laughs> I'm saying that – it's all about context. <laughs> Correct. I think the words non-threatening uh, were a much nicer way of describing that uh, that situation. Yeah, I think for everyone, including us, you know, Charles, you and I have fra- very fragile egos. Uh, <laughs> being in a place that is feels, feels safe for us uh, and others. Mm. But, it, you know, it's sometimes really hard to find a, a safe space for, um, you know, a white male such as ourselves uh, <laughs> that we can just go and have a quiet drink and not be oogled. Um, right. Um, the women just get- looking at my sugar lumps. Exactly. God. I see you, uh, girls. Gen- <laughs> genuinely, though, Beta Bar does actually have a really, really good anti-harassment policy. And the people mm. that run Beta Bar are really responsive. They're very happy to not only kick people out but ban them if there's any kind of um, hint of someone making someone else feel uncomfortable. Yeah, good. And, like, the thing is, you know, you go to a normal bar and, like, um, you don't know who the owner is or you if there's an issue you you know that the bouncers probably aren't going to care so i think like genuinely as much as i knew you guys were joking then about the safe space stuff it's like <laughs> it actually does make a bit of a difference for me to if i just want to go and have a fun night without feeling hassled um i'm much more likely to feel that at beta bar and feel like it's a it's a safe slash comfortable space for me to be in, I guess. Yeah. I, I also like it because if I start talking to a random person, I'm going to be interested in what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. If I start talking to some person and they start mentioning things like sports and cars, like I'm out, I'm gone. Uh, I don't care. So I probably won't start a conversation with a random person. But uh, at Beta Bar, I mean, I, we had a great chat with a guy who does, you know, D&D, um, dungeon mastering, and he was talking about stuff and I was talking about stuff and he was, you know, there was – mutual nerdiness, impressedness, uh, and that's great. It's nice to be able to actually talk to people about stuff you're interested in. Yeah. So, really, we should just only ever go to that bar <laughs> if we want to socialize outside our own little circles. Correct. Uh, and just make a slightly bigger circle. And apparently this sci-fi convention uh, that Catherine went to without us that I uh, kind of feel bad now. I don't, I'm not convinced that exists, but that's all right. Not yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's just me having a little party in my room. <laughs> yeah, surrounded by books. <laughs> yeah. With 30 of her author friends. <laughs> Mr. Snuggles. <laughs> Alrighty, do we want to move on to some new... I think it's probably news time. About that time. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's the sound of Uthrum. And that is literally the most excited anyone has got for E3. Oh, man. I saw some great, great embarrassing moments at E3. Just like almost like a highlights reel. Like the embarrassing oh, that attempted hype. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, oh, we tried to hype. You know, they, they tried to have a joke and it didn't land. Or they go to high five, but like the other guy's not paying attention. And oh, was, like that actually cringe is not my jam and it actually no. hurt me to watch this never watch peep show peep show broke me within like a couple of episodes that sounds and dirty I, I was, I it's this I british show that's basically just cringe comedy and i watched it 
uh, years ago because a guy I liked watched it and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Whereas like Charles, you, in. you love cringe, right? Like you, I do. Yeah, I uh, like I get I get deep in, but it's exhilarating. Excellent nightmare. Well, I wanted to touch on. I mean, we we may as well just sort of abandon the structure of news and just talk about E3. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Uh, I really there was a couple of really cool announcements, uh, a couple that really fell flat. Bethesda kind of didn't bring their A game. I thought <laughs> their whole presentation fell flat. It was some sequels and some VR stuff and like no name whatever's and that was it. That uh, was I think there was like one thing about Wolfenstein that people are pretty jazzed about nope. and nope that counts as a no name title. Okay, Doom. No, it doesn't. Uh, Wolfenstein, Doom Wolfenstein is famous. Yeah. <laughs> Doom was just a VR, wasn't it? Just a VR hash. That's uh, pretty cool though. Maybe, yeah, like, and I know Fallout 4 is getting VR, yeah, Skyrim's getting a Switch version. You don't, you don't a, a lead version. E3 with just, oh, we're turning some things into VR. Although maybe you do. Maybe yeah. that's the future. Yeah, well, it's yeah. crazy no, because no, they wrong. took out best, of, best in show, I think, the last two years when they were like, oh, hey, Fallout 4 is coming out next month and Fallout Shelter's out now. Woo! I think people lost their shit over Bethesda announcements in the past and yeah. just this year they didn't, they didn't have it. No, the main guy's like depressed and he's just given up. Like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> he just, just hates himself. He's just up there on stage. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Crying. Uh, look, what they needed to do was have the next Elder Scroll games announced. That was the only thing that anyone wants out of Bethesda. Anything else is just a waste of time. There, I've said it. Yeah. Well, they announced um, some Elder Scrolls stuff, but it wasn't what people wanted. Yeah. They announced yeah. the their card game, which I think they announced <laughs> last year as well, like um, Legends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and coming like I'm playing, I'm playing the Gwent card game at the moment. I'm good for card games. Yeah, I for, hear Hearthstone's pretty good. Maybe some people would play that instead. Yeah, mm. see, I assume yeah. people who play Overwatch are playing Hearthstone because I think, but Blizzard is encouraging you to play their other games to Everyone get bonuses. In Overwatch. Is playing Hearthstone. If you're playing an online card, collectible card game, you're playing Hearthstone. Uh, yeah. I did play Legends uh, when it was still in its beta uh, at PAX last year, in fact. Uh, and look, it was fine. It was a card game on a computer, and it was yeah. not better than Hearthstone. And that was that. Especially because you can get Hearthstone on your phone. Yeah, and it's uh, the Leg- same I account. think the announcement was that Legends is actually coming to your phone. Um, but you know, Hearthstone's already been doing that for about three, two, three years now. So yeah, yeah, and Gwent's on PC and console, but I haven't seen anything about a mobile version yet. No, but that's obviously going to be a smaller market for for obvious reasons. But I'm- yeah. I'm not allowed. I mean, I haven't played any card games because they bore the shit out of me, but I looked at Hearthstone <laughs> and was like, man, like maybe I would try it. And then I just thought, and then maybe I'll restart my WoW subscription. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I could I could hear the little voice like. Yeah. Did you know that if you get to level Lizard. three, if you get to level three in Hearthstone, it unlocks uh, a pet companion for you in WoW? Oh. I didn't. And that's what I think the term gateway drug was invented for. (laughs) (laughs) A relapse, maybe? Yeah. Like, I I literally remember watching Josh play Diablo and seeing it was just even things like the font and the UI design. And it reminded me of, wow, maybe I'll just go download some. No, no more Diablo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's a hard life is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So Bethesda, we love you. Uh, We want more from you. But maybe like a Fallout New Vegas two, yeah, um, a, yeah, a good a good Fallout game instead of what yeah. Fallout four was, because uh, Fallout New Vegas was fantastic. 
Um, definitely yeah. my favorite of the series. Really? Three was oh, my yeah. favorite. No, New Vegas was better than three. You're wrong. They handed the reins okay. to someone else for New Vegas, though, didn't they? <laughs> there you go. That's interesting. Yeah, it was just the engine, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're totally getting off track. Brand, Bring it back to sure. yeah, sorry. Back to yep. Yep. <laughs> 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 All right. That's my wow. one. Um, yeah. yeah. So Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubisoft. I don't Assassin's. Like to talk about Ubisoft. Did they do an Assassin's Creed Origins or something? Yeah, another uh, Assassin's Creed game. Assassin's Creed bores me a lot. Black, Black Flag was pretty great, only because you're a pirate, and then there's some yeah, the stuff in there that got in the way. Pirate game. Yeah, um, the... Sea of Thieves, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, I hope no. not. Then I'd have to hate myself. Hang on. No. The my so my hilarious Assassin's Creed. Um, so I've played one of the Assassin's Creed games, the very very first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really really stressed me out. I'm like this game, like you know, I knew it was assassinating people, and that like it's not my general genre of game. But I'm like, ah, just every mission, like I'm just barely getting to like every checkpoint in time. And like sometimes sometimes I'd get some extra time and I wouldn't be quite sure why. But like every time I was just barely reaching my goal before the timer ran out. Wasn't a timer, it was distance based. <laughs> <laughs> Stood still, and I'm like, wait, the numbers aren't moving. Oh. I was about to say, I don't recall there being a time. I don't remember it being game. a timed game. <laughs> no, it really, like, there's the occasional mission that's like timed. That's amazing. <laughs> but I played that that way for a good three or four hours, and that I was very so stressful. stressed out. I'm now imagining <laughs> Catherine driving somewhere using the GPS in her car, just going like, oh shit. <laughs> And up. and ever since then, I've hold, I've held a small grudge against the Assassin's Creed. <laughs> okay, games. well, I don't think that's fair. Look, Assassin's Creed games are great for various reasons. They do open world very well and very cleverly. But I mean, it's it's getting old. Yeah, I don't the- I don't think I even heard anything about the British version, except that it's a British it, version. It, yeah, it came out and then everyone ignored it. Everyone yeah. was like, "Well, yeah, I think you can play as a girl. There's a brother and a sister." Hmm. And Look, they'll probably. They'll probably announce a mobile game soon. <laughs> It'll make yeah. more money than all the others combined. <laughs> Assassin's Creed VR, perhaps. Um, oh Actually, I would play that. I'm not on the <laughs> Ubisoft bandwagon. A, for their games feel a bit samey now. It's sort of like go to the tower and you unlock the map in that area yeah, and here's correct. 20 million collectibles. They're tired. Um, and I just, I got really annoyed at, um, is it Wildlands? Is that even Ubisoft? Ghost Recon? Um, Maybe that's EA. Maybe Ugh. I'm getting them confused. You played a Ghost Recon game? No, I don't believe you. Yeah, I, uh, I played Wildlands. I think they, wow. they, they sent us a code. Um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, it is Ubisoft. Yeah, and go. it was, okay, you're these American um, special forces guys, I guess, in somewhere in South America. And going to shut down the cartels with impunity and... And you had to find the towers and unlock the collectibles. There was still very much like, go here and it unlocks a section of the map and here's the missions and all that. There's collectibles over here and if you collect this, you can get upgrade parts for one gun. And if you go here, you get upgrade parts for your drone strike or whatever. Yeah, they're really stretching themselves. I also had a problem with the fact that it's like, oh, okay, so... 
and this might just be a Tom Clancy thing where it's, oh, you're Americans on foreign soil. You're allowed to kill whoever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally a Tom Clancy thing. No, no, no. That's how the real world works. It's fine. <laughs> well, it kind of is. So I'll It's kind of it. both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. All right, bringing it back, bringing it back to E3. So talking about pirate games and how the only good thing about Assassin's Creed Black Flag was the fact that you could be a pirate. There is a game coming out called Sea of Thieves. Now, obviously, we did Black Wake as one of our podcasts, uh, one of the games we reviewed. And Sea of Thieves is kind of like that, except that it's open world and you do what you want. uh, And it's a lot more polished and a lot more nicer looking, a a cartoony kind of vibe to it with a lot of fun. And I think that looks so exciting. Uh, And I demand that when it comes out, uh, Catherine and Dan, you're going to play it with me. You don't have a choice. Catherine, you may need to buy a new computer. So, and it is honestly, Microsoft. I looked at it and was reminded of WoW. So I, I don't I, <laughs> like. I'll have to get back to yeah. on that. It's being developed it's, by Rareware. Yeah, it's Microsoft Studios is the publisher, which is hilarious because Microsoft Studios. I don't, I don't even know what they brought out in the last five years. But it's being developed by Rare, the same people who made Banjo Kazooie, Banjo ah, Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> Anything involving Perfect Banjo. Dark, Conker's Bad Fur Day. I don't know. Remember when Goldmine Microsoft bought- Wow, that's the last good thing they've done. Uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day was really good, but then they got bought by Microsoft and made yep. um, Nuts and Bolts, I think, and some other things. Trash. Um, yeah, uh, so we'll see. I think ZFAs looks like so much fun, though. Just a do, lot we, of fun. do we have any info about it? Like multiplayer or... Yeah, so it's yeah, co-op. It's, an it's multiplayer co-op. Okay. It's, 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 not, it's not multiplayer co-op. It's an MMO. I don't think it is. I'm going to Google that. Good. Uh, Let's move on while you do. So, yes, that was what I was most excited about E3. Uh, What I did see, which was hilarious, was Microsoft really just... Sea of Thieves is a piratical MMO from Rare and Microsoft Games. MMO doesn't mean any more than just your party, though. Either way, we'll get bogged down. We'll we'll research and, and come back to you next episode. But one thing that Microsoft was bringing out was a remastered Age of Empires 1, the definitive edition. <laughs> and I'm just like... Low, low, why, low, 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 low. <laughs> why does this exist? Why is this required? I feel like if you wanted to play Age of Empires 1, you did it, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And if you didn't do it then, there's a lot better real-time strategy games that have come out no. since. I mean, that's happening quite a lot, though, because I know people with that still Age play. Empires. No, I, I know people that still play Age of Empires, and it's that thing where it's like, well, you want to play the same game, but now you have to like basically run an emulator on your computer, and there's all this hassle. It's it's hey, like when Age they release Grim Fandango. I will, I will I will grant you Age of Empires two. No one wants to play Age of Empires one. Clearly, what's, I think someone does. What's so. more ridiculous, Charles? Remastering Age of Empires 1, and bear in mind, you know, Blizzard's re- remastered StarCraft now. Yep. Or putting Minecraft into 4K. <laughs> <laughs> because Microsoft is also doing that. No. And but if there's a game that doesn't need great. 4K resolution, <laughs> it's got to be Minecraft. But, it, but it's keeping the block graphics yep. put in 4K. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> Oh, man, related uh, to Minecraft, it, it is news. But um, do, you, do you guys know anything about Notch and his Twitter at all? I, I know he I, tweets a bunch, people tweet him. Like, have a burn, like, breakdown and went nuts? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a classic example of how money doesn't buy happiness, would be <laughs> what I would describe. Or, like, or even how too much money actually makes your life more difficult. Because he's got no drive in the sense of, like, there's no point working for anything because it's yeah. he literally never never has to work a day in his life again, um, and he doesn't love feminists, 
and he also loves people calling people cunt on Twitter, especially <laughs> especially people that are like feminist you know, kind of yeah, like Anita um, uh, Sarkeesian. Yeah, yeah, I can never say her last name. Um, so he consistently kind of attacks her, and his That's his Twitter amazing. feed is just a garbage fire, and it's just like. <laughs> It must be so good that he's no longer in charge of Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Because I really think it is that thing of like, don't get me wrong, I think he's very clearly a great games designer and and there's something though? special I there. Mean, I mean, Minecraft was amazing because it did something that no one else did at the time. But that's but that requires, like, I, I think okay, I sure. wouldn't dismiss that he's obviously great, but it's know, like, it's a little game, bit like, everything else it's a little bit like Star Wars thing. being taken right. off George Lucas. Like, that's yeah, how I feel yeah. in terms yeah. of mm. Minecraft has become something bigger than him and a big brand and there's going to be the Minecraft movie and all of that stuff. And then there's just Notch with his billions of dollars on Twitter calling people cunts. <laughs> Are you sure he's not an Australian podcast host? Because I'm pretty sure we've dropped the C-bomb a couple of times. We have, but we don't use it at people. Yes. <laughs> also, we're Australians, so it's part of our culture. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, yep, you're racist if you don't let us do it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, and my last little thing I wanted to talk about was uh, that Nintendo are finally bringing out some more games on the Switch, which, uh, thank goodness, because uh, I was really starting to feel pretty dark about the whole scenario. Uh, <laughs> but about selling your PS4. No, nope, still don't regret it. Still don't regret it. Uh, yeah, so Mario Odyssey, obviously in December, but more, much more excitingly, Metroid Prime 4, I think, is coming out, and that should be really good and obviously unique to the Switch. Uh, and finally, there's rumors and a bit of a reveal that a Pokemon RPG is going to be coming okay. out on the I would Switch. I buy Switch for that. Correct. Okay, I just want to, I just want to preface this with, Charles, have you ever played a, Mo- a Metroid game? No. Okay. But I'm excited and- about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Secondly, uh, it's not just a rumor. I think Nintendo officially tweeted that there is a Pokemon RPG on Switch. Yeah, uh, but we don't know what that is. We means. have no information about no it. No information. I'm Sorry. pretty sure Pokemon yeah. Mystery Dungeon counts as an RPG, so well, I really am not holding my breath on Or like oh. Pokemon Snap? Like- yeah. <laughs> okay, whoa, 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 whoa. If they release a Pokemon Snap 2, especially on the Switch, will, yeah. or on fucking phones, I will people will go shit. nuts. Yeah, I will yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty great. It, what, it wouldn't That's be what actually I want. related to um, some gaming that Charles and I have been shame gaming together. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to talk about this. Which uh, is the Magic Up mobile game. Yeah, there's a mobile game that came out. Dan has refused to play it. even though No, 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 I played it. To. Oh, you played it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I played uh, up until a certain part. I trained my Magic Up. He jumped so, so high. Uh, and then I, I won... He he just couldn't jump any higher, so he had to be put out to pasture. And yeah, then they I retire went, you. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, this game, this is all this game has to offer. I am yep, done. That is correct. That is, well, it's not everything. It's, you can get other Pokemon that help your Magic Carp level. I had faster. a Pikachu. I had a Pikachu to help my Magic yep. Carp. You can yeah. get like ten more. I got a Slowpoke I mean, now, Dan. Slowpoke. What up? Whoever whoever wrote the game though, like. They're actually super clever. <laughs> it's poison. It is utter just, poison. And it, is it, a, it resembles all that is wrong with mobile gaming. No, it is see, the NutraSuite of gaming. No, no, no. <laughs> there, is would, no there is no calorie there. There is, there is just a faint flavor so uh, They have done a really interesting thing with their, um, with their payment, like I guess like payment system, as in, you know, buying diamonds or buying coins or whatever. You mean like every other mobile there game? There is... 
Yeah, there is a lifetime limit and you cannot reset it. So you can't spend over $100 in the game, no matter what. Really? At- okay, yep. that is interesting. That is yep. interesting. Um, and and considering that, that I've been playing the game, <laughs> considering that I've been playing the game now, I'm not going to say how many generations in I am, but I'm a fair number cup of cup then? down. Highest level cup? Well, you can only have one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm on level 27. <laughs> okay, it's not too crazy. I'm on 20, no, so I'm not too no. far behind. I'm Josh, really going to be interested in, in what level digits. you got up to. I'm going to be really interested in what level you got up to in Armed with Wings Rearmed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better be high we'll talk about seven. that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's. I think that's really interesting because I haven't paid any money for it and I generally am pretty happy to spend, you know, a little bit of money on a mobile game if I'm enjoying it. It's very playable without ever buying anything. I haven't anything. felt the need, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's actually a movement. I mean, maybe it's just kind of them not wanting kids to, you know, the thing where a kid spends 2000 bucks and <laughs> it's bad publicity. Yeah. But I actually think it's a movement towards mobile games saying, yeah, we want to make money. And like, it's a small, you know, 10 person team. But enough but, money. But yeah. But we don't want to actually exploit people. Yeah. Because um, sure. as much as like, look, $100 is a lot to spend on a game. I'm not saying that that's a super low limit. But there are lots of games that rely on those whales. Like they rely on someone spending hundreds of dollars a month, like Clash of Clans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah so you can't I, afford I Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in your ad, in your ads unless you're getting yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars from players. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, a week, like or a day, really. Um, so I mean, I, I I actually kind of applaud them. I think that that's a really good thing and is kind of a movement towards. Um, mobile games trying to be a bit more responsible. What I don't applaud them for is the absolutely terrible game they made. Yeah, it's, it's there's nothing there. Well, no, it's 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 not a game. It's more of a it's meditative. Not. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So, well, so Dan linked me in this wonderful thing that was, you know, if if mobile game advertisements were were real and actually said what we're they honest, were giving, yeah, you were honest, yeah. and it was just some guy like telling you how his colors and shapes get your brain high and you'd spend yeah. money and you wouldn't even know yeah. what you're doing, and that's that's pretty much Magic Carp. Yeah, I mean, you it. just you've got colors and, great. and you've got shapes. <laughs> And you got reasons to press your screen, and that yep. defines the game. To be fair, I think I beat the first tournament. Just I wasn't even looking. I was just pressing, like <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, three fingers, like oh, yeah. you don't need drumming my fingers on the screen because I knew I would hit an area that would trigger <laughs> me to jump or whatever. Yep. Um, Correct. <laughs> that is that is not a game. That is no, it's not. A game. That is a babysitting. Um, <laughs> app. It's, it's closer. No, it's closer to um, like Tamagotchi. It's kind yeah. of like that. Yeah. That wasn't a game, but Tamagotchi you had more depth. But <laughs> yeah. Tamagotchi had a paper scissors rock system. Yeah. It, it had depth. You know so what? my new the rule thing is yep. Magikarp is my favorite Pokemon. So this game it was is. made for me. Yeah, exactly. The the second that I heard about this game, I'm just like Catherine. I don't know what she's doing right now, but she's really happy. She's just really happy. Um, yeah. My new rule yeah. is that I only play Magikarp when I'm doing poos. So, and I feel that's a fair rule because that's as yeah, much that as works. it requires. Yep. 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 Very good. And Brilliant. on that note, yep. moving on. Well, uh, I don't, I don't really want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, sure. We can last, link your news with the poo. That's probably better. Let's, pal- let's have a palate <laughs> cleanse before we talk about this game yep. we played. <laughs> um, so my news is uh, also out of V3. So there was this fantastic trailer for a game released called The Last Night um, that looks just 
completely up my alley, like this amazing aesthetic. Um, it's kind of like Blade Runner-y and it's not particularly combat-y and great story and future punk and all of these things. So completely into it. Um, and then, of course, because we're not allowed to have anything nice, um, <laughs> old tweets from the developer were kind of found on his Twitter that he immediately deleted, but it was too late. Um, that where he was pro Gamergate and anti feminism, and like there were some particularly choice ones where it was like you know he said that it's the last night is meant to be about a f- the future where like feminism has won, and like he is not implying that's a good thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so this this is an interesting topic, and we're discussing this in relation to Johnny Depp. I mean, can yeah. you can anyone morally go see the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie without kind of supporting beating women yeah yeah can you separate art from artists and that kind of thing and and, you know there would be a lot of people that would have worked on this game but like this guy isn't a random programmer this is the co-creator that had the key idea for the game and like and you know there are underlying themes in the game where it's like you know it's like the exact quote from him is my game takes place in a future where progressivism quote unquote has spiraled out of control and it's like no matter how a, pretty the game legit, looks that's a legit fear i mean fem- feminism aside like you know my thoughts on where society is yeah going. yeah but i i guess it's the like it's almost like it's a it's Vonnegut theme. novel though um also, He's, it's not him going on Twitter saying the N-word or anything like that. It's like, so another quote is, I'm against feminism because it's getting more and more skewed. I'm for egalitarianism. I don't care if you're a boy, girl, or alien. So that's really similar to the stuff where people say, I don't care if you're black, white, or purple. And it's like, generally, <laughs> the fact that you're a different race or you have a different experience through the world is relevant. Like the fact that I'm a woman is relevant to how I'm treated and is something that like, you know, if you guys said, Oh, I don't even notice that you're a chick. Like that's not actually that useful to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's not that I'm torn. Like I won't play this game. Like I, I, I'm a consumer. I have the right to choose where I spend my money. Mm. It's really sad. Cause I think the game looks awesome, <laughs> but and, would it be you know, different? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Probably, Oh, no, just he, he's come out and apologized and been like, you know, that's not how I feel now and has very much kind of fallen on his sword. People have pointed out that, like, the last of these tweets was kind of a couple of months ago. So it's it's not <laughs> like it was him three years ago. It's like, well, kind of sorry because now it's relevant. Like, yeah. If yeah, that, the guy's if, full of shit. If an anti-feminist or anti-woman message isn't in the game if the if the game is completely separate from those old ideas let's for for argument's sake say mm-hmm. you know he, yeah, he yeah. turned around and said you know what yeah i want this i just want to explore this space of what happens when um whatever. yeah i think it's yeah. the the pitch is like what happened like ai has taken over and humans don't have to do work anymore so everyone has a universal wage but it's like how what does that mean in terms of drive and desire and what do you do with your days and stuff like it's that's the thing it's well, an interesting something we world. have to think like, about because that's going to happen yeah. in the next 10 years so that's, yeah, that's it is. but that's also sci-fi right like you explore an idea and then kind of yeah. make people think about where you ended up i mean can you devo- if, if let's just say the game is good or kind of good and doesn't have a negative message or a message you don't agree with uh could you divorce the the creator from the art or the game it's, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's a classic question. Like it's like Woody Allen films or Roman Polanski or, you know, 
it's it's such a thing of well, art and artist are separate. Chris Brown like, songs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like or Disney. You know, Disney was incredibly problematic. He was more representative of his time, but he was very very anti-Semitic. And yeah, but everyone, you know, was. everyone. Yeah, was no, that's then. what I mean. Like, so in in, <laughs> in the sense of the time he lived in, it wasn't nearly as controversial. Well, I don't know. I don't, don't think I could. Cliffs. Sorry. I I just don't think I can, even if even if the game is nothing to do with it. It's like if a serial killer made a really great video game, it's like, well, like I still don't maybe want to support that person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Where do you guys stand on it? I would, and I well, Pirates of the Caribbean is the perfect example. I would not go see it because I think Johnny Depp is a disgusting human and a waste of space. And I think anyone that goes and see it sees it uh, either hasn't watched the news or thought with their brains or doesn't care. Uh, and I think it's wrong to supp- – I mean, there's a difference between having a view and, you know, beating your wife, um, obviously. But I guess it, the, the issue I have with what we're saying is that it shouldn't be wrong to have an opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, and I mean, but, but that's like saying racism is okay, ha- which it's not. But yeah, we shouldn't. We're getting we sh- into the weeds a little here. Yeah, I know. We yeah. should. Well, I, but I guess the <laughs> thing is, I'm ban a consumer art because it doesn't agree with our opinion. Oh no, that's the thing. I would never ban it, but like one of the few rights Close people, it it's like it's like the difference between freedom of speech versus um, versus censorship, which is you can say mm. whatever you want, sure, but then if every advertiser pulls all their ads from your website that's yeah. a consequence of the thing yeah, you yeah, said sure. and people people confuse those all the time it's like yeah okay tim sorrett which is the guy here has absolutely has the right to think that feminism is a cancer and a spiral out of control and that the gamergate people had a really good point but i also have the right to not buy his game yeah <laughs> like, for sure oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i yeah. i would go one step further and say i probably not tell other people whether they should or shouldn't do a thing like I'll just make my decision and and be cool with that um I'm not a, well you know having said that I write game reviews yeah <laughs> so with the media yeah. Dan we're like doing exactly that media. however um I'm not gonna say like hey you shouldn't should or shouldn't do this because the views are the thing I don't know like I'll just say hey I enjoyed it here's here's why I enjoyed it or here's why I didn't like it or here's why I didn't like the whole package and you go make up your own mind because uh, hopefully you're an adult. Or at least if you're not an adult, you're okay with us swearing occasionally. Um, yeah. That makes you kind of adult. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've definitely talked yeah, about Yeah, we've used E3. Yeah, we've used hard. If you're still with us, we are talking about Armed with Wings Rearmed. <laughs> it is the seventh game on Game Club, the real Game Club. It's a 2D action platformer uh, reborn from the original 2008 Flash game that was uh, a Newgrounds and, uh, and other places. I remember playing a lot of games on Newgrounds back in the uh, 2000s. Uh, and in this one, you're a samurai warrior and his eagle buddy. And it was released June 1st, 2017, so just uh, earlier this month. Uh, and it is currently on Steam. Charles, I know you played a lot of this game, so I'm going to go to Catherine. How far did you get? I got to level 23. Oh, well, that's pretty shit. good. That's actually that's... what I got to. 
Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Could you not beat the boss either? Um, honestly, I think give me a couple more goes and I would yeah. have. Like, I, I did run out of time. The thing that stuck me was level nine. <laughs> what happened to level nine? If you remember nine? level nine. There was a thing where you walked into a certain area um, and some waves of grunts came at you for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got stuck on that level a long time too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's, I mean, I have some thoughts about that, but that that was, I mean, that was the true boss fight. <laughs> like, when I finished that, I was like, you know, when your heart is pounding you're in a, and you're about to die and then you finally kill it and you get to the save point, I was just like, thank you. Like, <laughs> I... And this isn't a problem with the game, but like I ran into an issue where I got up to that point, played that, figured I couldn't do it because I kept, I just with the sword I have had or whatever, I, I just felt like I couldn't beat that. So I started again, but I started again via level select and went to level two. I had the exact same problem. And then played yeah. forward and got to level 18 or something. When I went to go continue my game, it said, hey, you're still at level nine. Yeah. I could yeah. level select to 18, but I my story was stuck at nine, which mm. I felt was really bizarre. I'm like, I don't think that's a problem, but it's and, and, just weird. And I had that because if you went in via level select, you could choose what sword you wanted. And if you went in by a story, you started yeah. with the default sword. I would have so, loved gotcha. to be able to change your sword yeah. at the start of any mission. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, um, because you could if you went through level. Yeah, mm. that, that was a weird little, not bug, <clears throat> but just like it was a weird inconsistency, I guess. It, it was kind of cool. There was because uh, there's little fireplaces where you can change your sword. Yep. And some yep. levels have different exits that Correct. will put or you at a different exits. spot or multiple exits. Yeah, I should mm. say. <clears throat> uh, some with one flag, some with two, some with three. Oh, three! Never found three. Ooh, I found, found three. three oh shit! <laughs> Whatever. Um, so I'm pretty tall. Um, Probably just... past level twenty-three, Charles. <laughs> oh no, I. I uh, I feel really bad that I gave you shit at the start of the show or like at the oh, mid point of magical. the show because I got to level 18. Ah, oh, listen to him. <laughs> eat his stupid words. <laughs> yeah. um, and so what you're saying is Charles and I are the co-winners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. I the real that game is this way. Level 15. Yeah. Level 15 where you drop into a pit and there's a bunch of skulls that shoot lasers at you or whatever. Can yeah, eat, that's tough. Eat a bag of dicks. Like it can just eat. <laughs> 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 so interestingly... Because of me getting super stuck on level nine, like I got so stuck on level nine that I ended up upgrading my swords from those points at the end of each level significantly. So everything uh, after that was super easy. <laughs> so you were essentially just grinding that one level. Yeah. You found a respawn accident. spot where they, the enemies just keep spawning in waves, uh, yeah. as far as you can tell, because you just keep dying. And then you just upgrade your sword. Yeah. Yeah, so like I I had these swords with like life steal and I could jump and oh, I could shoot oh. fireballs with my oh, sword. Oh yeah, fireballs are great. Can't believe <laughs> yeah. I ever ditched that sword. When I killed. We should for those of you who haven't played uh, this this game, sort of black and white. Uh, in some areas, it's white two, and two your character's black. Yeah, two D platform. You've got a sword. You have got your eagle. The eagles for sort of puzzle stuff and collecting collectibles. Uh, I loved my little eagle. He was my friend. <clears throat> that was great, this, right? I really enjoyed the little eagle. Yeah. Uh, the sword, you can do cool combos and charge up moves and uh, some enemies will drop weapons um, and you can sort of go over there and pick it up. I got a weapon that was much higher level than I'd unlocked and it would drop rock. It would throw rocks forward. Ooh, and I found that better than the fireballs because you can hit rocks again and again and they'll Except keep flying again. at the enemy and doing damage. Yeah. Uh, and that was just god mode. 
and I yeah. pretty much cleared like 10 levels with that thing and then lost it because I, I was like, oh, I'm going to change to the sword that lets me jump. That would be cool. Yeah, never change. No, no it was never a change. sword. No. So, um, but after each, after each time you die three times, you lose your three lives. All your XP, I guess, or all the points you get from killing enemies unlock those swords for future plays which i thought was really really cool way to yeah um reward you for dying <laughs> yep yeah i i um i thought it was really satisfying a lot of the little kind of progression points that it did i guess like the levels were never crazy long you never got super mm. stuck the puzzles were interesting but not too like there were ones that were a little bit trickier and <sighs> the, you definitely also got that sense of like you know that it would reward another playthrough like the new game plus like enemies being harder and going through being able to jump and go to different areas i'm like yeah this is a game where if i played this again through a second or even third time i would keep on finding new and different stuff especially when the levels have multiple endings and yeah it still takes you to say level level three you find the the three flag ending. It takes you to a different starting point on level four, so yeah, you're almost right. on a different yeah. track. There you go. And I'm wondering maybe that's why it was so hard. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I got my three flag that. really early, and then it was just oh no, <laughs> I've doomed myself. See, level yeah, fifteen is your escalator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did I play it with had... a controller. I wonder if that made the difference. I played it in a controller as well. Okay. Um, I was about to say I haven't had my escalator, but that's a it's lie. Coming. My escalator, no, my it was Black well, Wake. My, my escalator was Assassin's Creed. Okay, <laughs> it was just years ago. But if we're talking about game club games, I think your escalator was Black Wake, mostly well, I mean, you because your computer couldn't. Handle yeah, I'm like it. you can't blame you can't blame me for my computer not handling it. No, nope, totally um, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, I think we can. Yeah, we fair. blame Charles's keyboard. So yep. yeah, um, yeah. So how did everyone play it? I played it with uh, on Steam, but with a controller. Uh, you know how I play everything because I'm a purist. I played with an Xbox Gross. controller on the PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Grace, nice. Grace yourself, Grace, right uh, back at you. I also, um, I, I don't know whether it's just because I'm bad, and it, look, it, it probably is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I actually I spent a good good amount of time playing this game, and I would just get caught either between two enemies or I just get hit faster than I could hit them. I tried dancing around, jump, you know, dodging, and then coming back in with combos, and they just get interrupted, and I would die. Did you know yep. that if you hold down like S and down, you do like a charge up shot? I did. Okay, uh, just often. Check. It Often I would hold down that charge-up shot and the, some of the enemies are smart enough just to wait outside. They just wait outside <laughs> that, that range and they're just like, yeah, we know what you're trying to do. I, uh, and I and really did you know about that. blocking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, you can hold okay. the right trigger yeah. for me to hold the right trigger yeah, to block. So- Here's the issue that I had that I think Dan had as well is that this is not the kind of game that we play and it's a kind of game, different games take different levels and types of skill and yeah. a 2D I'm not a comboer. Yeah, two D yep. platformer with the combos and hitting the buttons and you know being, I guess, twitchy with your with your skills in how you're operating your character. That's not who we are. Um, yeah, so I, when it comes to this kind of game, we're we're always going to struggle. Yeah, uh, I found it. I mean, yep. I f- oh, sorry, go ahead. I oh, know. Just um, interestingly, so this is not my preferred style of game whatsoever. But I was um saying just before the podcast that I've actually played a bunch of them because. Josh loves them. Like, so I, I have played, 
I'm not going to say that I'm good at them. Why didn't we get but, him on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, probably. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say that I'm good at them because compared to someone that loves this genre and is really into it, I'm trash. But it, there are certain skill sets and certain rules once you've started to play a few of them that you you kind of, yeah, you start to get into the rhythm of how how levels work or like weirdly reminded me a bit of Donkey Kong where it's like, Oh, if I turn back this way, I bet there's a secret, secret tunnel here. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Over the relic yeah. in it, you know, one of those relics. Yeah. And you can just kind of tell by how the level's designed and you're like, oh, I haven't seen anything. And like, yeah, you don't think it consciously, but you kind of just know where something will probably be. Mm. Well, the rocks look a certain way. And yeah, I think that was on the third or fourth level. It's like, oh, the rocks look a certain way on this wall. I know I meant to go this way, but the rocks yeah. look a certain way onto the, to my left. I'm going to try destroying them. And, oh, yeah, that's a secret passageway that led me to a different exit. Or um, at the start of each level, this was kind of annoying because it it did it at an early level. If you take over the eagle and just go up, there's a bit to your up and left where there's a relic. So, of course, every time I started a level, I had to check up and left, and there was never (laughs) – they never did that again. Never do it again. Yeah. I, and that was an issue, I guess it connects to an issue that I had, but mainly maybe because I'm not good at these games, but I didn't find I had enough information. Mm-hmm. Um, the game itself, the artwork and the UI and everything, it's very stylized, I guess, and quite uh, minimalist, uh, which is great. It's beautiful. Uh, it's I, beautiful yeah, game. I, I really enjoyed the artwork and I really enjoyed kind of everything that was going on from a, from a visual perspective. But uh, in regards to a feedback kind of information perspective, I felt like I didn't have enough. Um, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think especially it with this kind of game, it's, it's almost like a trial and error. Mm. You just sort of do your skills and hope that you beat the enemy. But if you don't, then you go, okay, I know how that one works this time. Yeah, I'm going to try a, you know, a sweep up attack to knock them in the air and then do a combo and then knock them back down. Um, because yeah, often- see, I didn't even work out you could do an up sweep until like, I don't know, 20 levels in. <laughs> I don't know what an up sweep is. So exactly clearly. right. So you know you can hold exactly. down and do the charge shot down when you're standing. It sort of starts charging up, and then you can unleash it. Mm-hmm. There's do, do you if, if you if you hold up while I know doing I do. that instead, because that's how you break the rocks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. hold up while doing that instead, you sort of sweep them up in this big uh, thing, and then you're in the air. You can hit them a couple of times, and then you can sweep them back down. So for a game without a jump mechanic, you can still get air and sort of do air combos and stuff. Right, okay. Right, would have been great um, to know. But, I mean, I think that that really does speak to different styles of gaming because, mm. like, that's a thing where a certain type of gamer would play around with combos and figure that out and know exactly all the things to try. And I was just like, well, the game hasn't told me to, so why would I do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same as you. That's yeah. maybe, maybe our failing and not the game. <laughs> I did try some interesting things where it's, oh, I'm going to dodge and attack at the same time, and that was semi-effective, but I found that... As soon as I get out of the dodge, I couldn't reliably tell which way I'd be facing. Usually, it'd just be the way I was facing before, which isn't helpful when you dodge around an enemy because you want to turn around and hit them. Um, but uh, that, that's also me just kind of being bad. I would hit their block and then I'd be left open for their counterattacks and lose half my health. Yep. Yep. I um, love the music yeah, I mean, in this game. Yeah, the, the, the art was beautiful. Like the music was great. I think the the 
biggest problem for me was that it's not the kind of game I love, like which mm. really isn't the game's fault. Like, no, exactly. So, uh, yeah, for what it was, it was super sharp. And I guess that's what you're looking for in these indie games is, you, if you, you know, there's plenty of 2D platformers out there. Um, but if yep. you're looking for one that you want to play, you're looking for one that's sharp and does the things that you want within that genre to a, you know, excellent level. And I think yep. this certainly certainly performed uh, on that level. And, and I think something I really like as well, like we've talked before about how the games that we're choosing to play these days, like, you know, we're busy, we work, you know, one of us has a spawn, um, are games that are discrete chunks and achievable and like... Yeah, definitely. This is, yeah, this is a game where there are 40 levels and you can finish it and then you can do the harder mode and you can play with different characters and all of that stuff, but you can still have finished a game and have gotten a lot of out of it in only a few hours. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I think there's a lot of replayability if you really, really wanted to yeah, to go through and, and play it on hard mode. Um, but yeah, it didn't make me feel like Skyrim does, which is the deep anxiety of like, I'm going to have to give up a year of my life. <laughs> and what you said with the, with the replayability, Catherine, uh, there's... Uh, multiplayer mode as well, which I didn't get oh, a chance okay. to try because uh, yep. I don't have friends. But uh, <laughs> that we? could be really interesting. We uh, should have tried it when we were over the other night uh, before we went to Betabar. Seems like a thing we should have done. That's true. Well, I, I, think, I think it has multi- like online multiplayer. I don't think you have to play it on, on the I thought line. it had to be LAN because I did see that. Maybe. I just also didn't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We should test that. That seems like a thing we should test. Yeah, maybe we'll do yeah. like a, a yeah, game club extra. Sort of, yeah. Part of some sort of review program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should play the games that we discussed. Yeah, I actually just watched some YouTube summaries. <laughs> yeah. I, I did watch someone playing on YouTube and uh, they had in brackets futile. I'm not sure if that's like the new game plus mode or like one of the harder modes. Um, yeah, I think it is. I think you unlock it after you do hard, I want to say, maybe. Sure. Yeah, this that guy had skills, and yeah. I was just like, oh, wow, okay. So, I mean, people can play this That's game. This is, play it. Yep, this is for people with skill. Uh, I, I don't us. know. I, I, never, <laughs> I obviously never played the original on Newgrounds, and I, I didn't really play these kind of platforming games. I know you guys sort of mentioned the same thing. I think Catherine's probably the one closest to this this kind yeah, of weirdly, genre. By I'm maybe the one that's played the most. Yeah, that's very strange. Uh, I had a good chat with Daniel Sun. Uh, so obviously this was made by Sun Studios. Daniel Sun is the sole developer, though of course he's uh, I believe he's contracted people out for design and and uh, music and things like that. Uh, really cool dude to chat with. And it got a PAX Uprising Award, I think, in 2015. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's, it's it's and it's been a long time in development. Uh, officially officially launched this month, um, but I'm super glad we played it. Yeah, uh, I had a really good time. Yeah, we definitely. Got, we got sent a couple of codes. He sent us a couple of review codes. I feel um, so legitimate as a podcast. Look at us. Well, technically, review he sent them codes. before we. I think he didn't <laughs> just, mention just the ride, podcast. Just, just, just <laughs> ride with them. Yeah, yeah. with so shout out to Daniel Sun. Uh, Daniel, of course, great name. Um, yeah. So he's, he's an Australian developer too, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think yeah, he's based. So, I think he's based in Melbourne. Uh, to me, that that makes such a difference. Like, uh, I don't know why, if it's some kind of nationalistic pride in nerd form, but if an Australian has gone out and made a game, I am so much more likely to buy it and play it uh, yeah. because I think we have to, you know, build our own 
industry, I guess, yeah. uh, and support it. And also just like, you know, this is an incredibly polished game. Like it didn't yeah. have any of the stuff that I often get when I play an indie game where I'm like, okay, well, the UI is a bit off center, and but that's fine because I know why. Like, you know, oh, it's just a three-person team. Like, no, like this was one dude. This game does not feel like a game made by a one-person team um, with, you know, obviously artists and music people. It feels like a, a polished game made by a small, you know, a small studio team. And I think, yeah, all credit to him for making something that's very entertaining and very playable. Yeah, I, I hadn't played it in the early access in the beta, uh, but I had seen bits of it. And even then, I, I guess maybe because it's been in development for quite a long time, but uh, as you said, it's a very polished, clean looking game Whether it's partly due to the aesthetic as well. I think he's mm. chosen a really good aesthetic yep. of yeah, that black and white, that contrast. That kind of game. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, he's not trying to make some hyper-realistic, uh, uncanny valley game. Uh, he's chosen a style... It's very much like Limbo, of course, that or, you know, a lot of people sort of see that as like an action Limbo. You go in, you're like, wow, I know exactly what the enemies are. I know what everything is. I know what I am. Oh, these puzzles are pretty self-explanatory to begin with, and they ramp up very slowly. You're never concerned about what you're seeing. Like, it's never unclear what, what you're looking at. Yeah. There, 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 was, um, there was one that was you. Uh, yeah, let's 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 move into because we always talk about what are some things that you would change or a couple of gripes. Yeah, so and this is I think comes down to being uh, an indie game developer is you've got to know your limitations. Uh, and for me, the dialogue at the start of the game. So obviously, the yeah. story is a tiny, tiny part of it because it's an action game and it's a two D platformer. But I mean, if you're going to throw a story in there, make it good. I mean, if there's no reason for it not to be good, it's so easy to make it decent. And the dialogue at the start was just poor i guess it, also, it, it was embarrassing uh and it would have been me, so easy to make it good um when i played a uh a game by stu- by studio the game was called year walk i'm trying to remember the um the name of the studio it was a swedish one i think but i play a game so much because of the narrative and all it would have taken to get me more invested is like not in between every level but every so often having little snippets of story like that's that's all I need to keep me kind of interested in. Oh, if I finish this level, I'm going to get a little cutscene, um, and I kind of missed that. I would have liked it. Yeah, it would have been nice. Maybe to go on your thing, Charles, of like the limitations, and and maybe even to to combine your ideas into kind of so this alchemy like into into an amazing idea. Maybe cutting <laughs> back. Too far. Yeah, yeah. Cutting back on the original, yeah, the intro cinematic, I guess, is 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 okay. Uh, maybe cutting back some of that though, and revealing the story as you go, as opposed to yeah. you are on this revenge thing, um, and they lay out not a lot of exposition, but it kind of feels like it. It's oh, you know, you're in this battle, and oh, you're dead, and you were going to send you back, and you'll learn more. Maybe they could have spaced that out a little. Maybe start it with oh, you don't. You kind of remember a thing, but it you Kill get Bill it. yeah, you get snippets each each level, and that yeah. kind of drives you forward. You're yep. recovering your memory and recovering the knowledge, and that'll keep someone like Catherine interested, or at least you know interested in watching the YouTube version. Um, I or- played. <laughs> <laughs> I played more than you. Apparently, That's, oh yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> but I wasn't. I wasn't being strung along for the narrative or disappointed by it. But I think that could be a, yeah. a fun little thing. Yeah, definitely. My, my uh, advice to uh, to indie. Game is in the meantime would be if you've got like a writer friend or you know someone who's 
done dabbled in that area, just run your dialogue past them and be like, is this really cheesy? And if they go, yes, just, just tweak it. Just listen. I I think it's because often like designers are often semi writers, like, you know, choosing which enemy or choosing the look of something is kind of the same thing that a writer would do in a script. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas like, it's very, if a designer isn't an artist, they're, they're just going to go pay someone. Whereas most designers write their own narrative. Um, And that can sometimes be great and sometimes be awful. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So indie game studios, if you have a bit of money, uh, I know you want to put it into marketing. You want to get those big, big sales, but there is this uh, screenwriter you could probably pay. Uh, she works for Game Club, uh, but also has like a real job in screenwriting. Yeah, I thought you were about to say she works for free. I'm like, I do not work for free. Um, and friends, you know, maybe. she could she could do with some money. And speaking of that, I think we should go to the pay to win store and speak about our sponsor for this week. Oh, well, Good segue. Dan. Yeah, it's his challenge every week. Yeah. So, Charles. Yes. You're a big fan of audio and podcasts and audiobooks. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, Did you know that you and the listeners of Game Club can get a free audiobook from Audible if they type in www.audibletrial.com slash game club? Damn, that sounds amazing. You're telling me I could have something for free? Absolutely for free. Madness. Free trial of Audible. (laughs) So convincing. I know. Um, and I was actually looking the other day because I know Catherine's just listening to the same same old shit on Audible every single <laughs> week after week after week. But you could try something new. Catherine, could you suggest something new for the listeners? I could suggest something new. I think that you should go and listen to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them um, because it is read by Eddie Redmayne, who obviously starred in the film. Um, and it is meant to be a very highly, you know, well-produced audiobook. Um, so yeah, if you don't want to go see the film, you should go listen to the audiobook. Or do both. Well played. Or do both. Yeah. That's actually really good. I thought I'd catch you out. Um, <laughs> she is just shitting all over you. Oh my weekend. god! This whole episode, I'm going to rename it from Armed with Wings Rearmed to just Catherine Daniel. Her, Daniel puts revenge. his foot in it. Yeah, he gets put in his place. Charles, do you have a do you have a cool book that people could uh, could listen to? Yeah, I'm listening to one at the moment. Uh, it's called Unremembered Empires, uh, which is an old school expanded universe Star Wars audiobook. Uh, I think it's the twentieth. <sighs> I just, I just can't, I just I can't thoughts, do no non-canon. I know, you I know, know my thoughts on canon. I still don't care. Uh, well, the so listeners don't know my thoughts, so they do. Let me We've discussed explain. this. We've discussed oh, this previously on the podcast. <laughs> damn it! Uh, I wanted to rant. Uh, yeah. So look, the voice acting is fantastic. It's, uh, it's your classic Star Wars characters, and he does them all really well. I, I'm especially impressed with his actor. Who's the reader? I have no idea. Don't, don't ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you love him, but you impressed don't with his even know his name. I mean, I wouldn't say love. Did you I really love? enjoy him in your ears. <laughs> you said you just said then I love him. Who can say? Only the readers will know. Uh, yeah, but his Akbar's great, and his Hans on point. Uh, his Luke is really grating, but that's because Luke really Luke's grates me grating. anyway. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I hate Luke so much. He's such he's a, a little yeah, bitch. He's a Mary Sue. Ugh. He pisses me off. Uh, but other than that, yeah, super enjoying it. It's about uh, oh, Thrawn, essentially. Oh, uh, Yoda, what should I do? <laughs> I know, right? I'm uh, sure this yeah. is what Audible wants to hear on the sponsorship, <laughs> uh, the bit of ad copy that we're reading out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. 
Cool. I'll suggest uh, an audiobook called Off to Be the Wizard by Scott Meyer. Uh, it's one of the, I think, I haven't checked my library, but I think I've got about 30 audiobooks in my Audible library because I signed... Oh, I thought I actually, you meant all by him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got three books by him. Um, but I, I've signed up to Audible. I, I use it all the time, get a new audiobook every month. And this one is about a dude. It's about a hacker kid who finds the source code text file for life and is able to sort of tweak it and by doing so he becomes essentially a wizard he can perform magic feats by um changing values in a text file he found online and so he ends up going back in time to like wizarding times or medieval times to be a wizard (laughs) i'm Um, like were there wizarding times well there there were in this world and (laughs) turns out he's not the first person to find it some people found it Mm. on their old like commodore 64 hooked up to the internet or whatever um and they're all like chilling out being wizards and eating tacos uh and they're all super nerdy uh and just really fun really fun read it's you know it's not too serious of course Um, or listen listen yeah exactly Mm. so it sounds a bit like um Johnny and the Bomb, the Terry Pratchett book. Very similar, yeah. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. I love that book, so I'll give that a shot. So um, if you want to listen to any of those books, I mean, you you get one for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash game club. And by doing so, even taking up the free trial and not um, continuing with the subscription or anything like that, uh, you're supporting the show. And we'd love that. That'd be That'd be super racist. Yeah, cool. Uh, so bringing it back, I guess, recapping on the game, would you say it's a must play? Um, I think it is if you love this genre of game. Like yeah. it's it's a very reasonable price. It's really polished. There's a lot of replayability. If you love 2D kind of, I guess, not puzzle platformers, but a 2D platformer with a puzzle element, then I think you'll enjoy this game. I think so. I would say if uh, you're keen to play an Australian game, it's really great also. Uh, it's it's definitely one to uh, to look out for and uh, and get involved with. Yeah, I'd say this definitely give a go. Uh, from what we've said of it, you will know you will now know if you want to play it or not. I think, uh, and even just looking at the YouTube videos, you'll go, oh yeah, this is the kind of game I'm really after. It's only eight dollars US on Steam. Uh, still upset that Steam doesn't have uh, Australian dollars for us. And going back to you know earlier fork in the conversation about would you watch something if you hated the person behind it uh daniel Sun's a really cool guy so you should probably just you know play it anyway i guess i don't know yeah, i thought yeah sure uh but i i, I like the cheesiness of of the start uh the story behind it what <laughs> what there is uh and just that sort of idea of this black and white uh you're a samurai just carving through people anime style um yeah. I had a lot of fun with it, even though, as I've explained, I'm terrible at it. Uh, apparently, it's coming out wow. to PS4 and Xbox One in the future as well. I is did it- not think I would be the best at playing this. This yeah, is very surprising. That's amazing. Uh, is it going to mobile? Any word? Uh, not that I can see. I feel uh, like sure. you couldn't. Like, really? I feel, I'm an okay. iPad gamer, but combo-based games are really hard yeah, to port. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Very good. All right. I guess that's that. Well, um, do we want to move on to the quiz? Oh, no. well, what about the game recommendations? Game recommendations. recommendations. Damn it, I'm just really excited about Game recognized game. <laughs> Catherine. Um, so I've got a fair few, actually. Um, if you like this game, I can recommend a fantastic game called Ori and the Blind Forest that I um, actually loved. It's a puzzle 2D platformer, gorgeous art. So this would definitely be... Um, it's, yeah, can't recommend that game more highly. 
Um, another game called Rogue Legacy um, that, again, is a 2D kind of, um, yeah, platformer, but it's basically you keep on dying and every time you die, your ancestors get some of your skills and get a little bit better. Um, so, again, it's a lot – it's very much focused on that new game plus aspect. Um, and then just a really obvious one, which is um, a 2012 game called Mark of the Ninja that has kind of – it's not identical, but it – it's definitely in the DNA of this game in terms of um, you're a ninja and it's black and white and it's 2D and things. So it's um, it's it's a lot bigger of a game, um, but it's, again, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, I'm going to recommend just watching the TV show Samurai Jack uh, <laughs> as I feel that that would really get you in the mood to play this game because uh, it's essentially the same kind of thing. Samurai Jack is on this revenge story in a weird, bleak, black and white world to fight Aku, um, and just he's just super badass with a sword. Uh, I'd also suggest, even though it's not a 2D game, uh, something in the Ninja Gaiden or Devil May Cry series, if you're looking for that Twitch combo jumping around platformer uh those are more in the 3d space and but you're still fighting hordes of enemies and it's about using lots of different moves and combos to keep a combo meter up and sort of do more damage that way and i feel that this game is sort of leaning towards that um yeah very good uh i'm gonna recommend two uh the first is magicka uh, which is a great little game once again that just super polished uh it's about wizards if you haven't played it already you really should uh it's not 2d but it's not quite 3D, I guess. It's top down. Hmm. Um, I have a Magicka bathrobe. Yeah, Dan <laughs> loves this game. I love that uh, game. And it's just, it's fantastic. Uh, so play that. Uh, and Limbo is the other one, which Catherine was going to mention, mm-hmm. but I'd already written it down. So you can just yeah. eat that bag of whole meal bread, Catherine. Uh, and <laughs> essentially, it's it's just I love bread, it's so that sounds great. <laughs> whole meal bread, though. Ugh. Yeah. Bread yeah, makes you fat. <laughs> ah, there you go. Uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Limbo, black and white. Uh, again, really stylized. Uh, great puzzle, great little story to it. Uh, you should, those um, are, Magic and Limbo are just two games that you should play. Limbo is terrifying, also. There was this mm. spider that. Ugh, dark. Yeah. And then there was the so fake dark. spider that wasn't a real spider. Oh. <laughs> okay. Limbo, Limbo was great, but traumatizing. Uh, all right, all right. Is it quiz time? Quiz time. Quiz. Wonderful. So it's my turn to do a quiz. Uh, and the background is it, of this quiz is that E3 has been full of awkwardly named things. And this has been a bit of a theme of our show uh, over the last few episodes with uh, Horizon, uh, Horizon Zorn, Dawn Zero Zero Dawn Horizon uh, being a wonderful example. And, and of course, the other being Warhammer Games. Uh, so the quiz we're <laughs> going to do today is I'm going to give you the name of an item uh, that was announced at E3 or is a recent addition to the gaming world. And you're going to give me a better name because the names that they've come up with are utterly terrible. <laughs> I feel like this game is, <laughs> this quiz is maybe biased against me. <laughs> Quite possibly, but either way, I think we're going to have a bit of fun. Can I also just ask, uh, are you by omission but still kind of... Uh, you know, making armed with wings rearmed sound like a terrible title <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, on to the quiz. On to the <laughs> quiz. So, so the first one that I want to talk about is uh, the next generation of consoles is coming out. Uh, PS4, I think of name there's PS4 Pro. Sure, not overly creative, but that's fine. Xbox, in classic Microsoft fashion, have come out with <laughs> Xbox One 
X, which just yeah, boggles the mind. Uh, it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? So the quiz to you, and I will be the judge of which one is better, is Catherine Dan, what would you name the next generation of Xbox instead of Xbox One X? Go. I will let Catherine go first. Yep, you have five seconds to think, Catherine. Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty good. It's fresh. Um, I've already, I think I already sent mine to you, Charles, which I was... I don't need another, Dan. Uh, lowercase X, and then Xbox One X, lowercase X. <laughs> so more X's. Ooh, well, tough probably choice. Xbox One X was taken, so you've got to put lowercase X's on either yeah. side. <laughs> I see what you've done or, there. Or like 1984, like your birth year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very good. I'm and then gonna... uh, 420 blaze it on the end as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this to Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think Triple X Return of Xander Cage might be patented or trademarked. I'm not sure Microsoft's going to be able to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, Dan. I'm not a lawyer. Moving on. All right. The second one is there's a new title coming out uh, called Days Gone, which looks like a really fun zombie kind of open world game. Uh, however, the character in it is named Deacon St. John. Which uh, classic is- weird character, <laughs> main character naming. <laughs> Just the worst. Uh, so, Catton, you are to think of a character name. I want first and last name that you would put in a zombie game. You have five seconds to think. I want to go first. I'm going to yeah, just come yeah. in here. Right, Dan, uh, instead of Deacon, I'm going to put it Duke, uh, John St. John, and it's going to be voiced by John St. John, the guy who voiced Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, uh, that's well for that, Dan. You've, you've looked at these previously. All right, Catherine. <laughs> Mine's going to be Jack Steele. It just, it just sounds like, you know, it sounds like the kind of person where I want to hit them, I want to hit zombies in the face using that guy's fists, you know? All right, well, this isn't an 80s porno film, so, Dan, I'm going to give that one to you. (laughs) What was it again? Duke? Duke? John 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 St. John. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was awesome. I'm a killer for Duke. It just gets me every time. Yeah, always bet on Duke. Yeah, that's it. All right, and number three, a classic staple uh, of this show has been mocking Warhammer titles. So, we have (laughs) Total War Warhammer 2. They've made it. They're making a second, people, uh, using, of course, the exact same engine as the first because do what they want. Uh, so, Catherine, you're first this time. Can you come up with a better name for the next Total War Warhammer sequel? Um, Total War, The Rise of the Warhammers, comma, The Machines. <laughs> Ooh. Edgy. Who knows where it's going? Damn. Not me, that's for sure. No, definitely. You didn't know where your title was going. No, no, the game I premise. did not. Over to uh, you, Dan. Hammer of War, Total War, Warhammer with wings rearmed. Oh, <laughs> I want to say that's worse than the original. I'm going to give this one to Catherine. Yes, I, just, I just want to know what those machines are doing. So Catherine takes out our, is it, this our fourth competition. quiz. Well done, yeah. Catherine. I was it's really good at naming. I'm house. not sure if you know. <laughs> <laughs> very good and i'm done that's okay, it that was a really nice. good quiz i like that yeah that's yeah. fun uh okay so we put a vote out to the fans i'm just gonna refresh the poll in fact i'm gonna yeah. ask charles really to refresh nervous. the poll for once i've actually already looked at it ahead of time you, oh my god organized. so we got 28 votes can you can you run us the votes from least to highest i certainly can so with the least votes was papers please with seven votes god i'm really nervous <laughs> 
I want to play Sunless so The game with the highest votes was Sunless Sea with 12 votes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'm really excited about because I actually already played like an hour of it today and super so, enjoyed it. I think if you could do a slash blade on my Sunless Sea, probably hitting about 60 hours. Wow. Yeah, mate. I've played a That's lot. That's fascinating. Yep. yep. So it's, to... I, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> my slash blade is all over the place because uh, mine says I played armed with wings for 20 hours. And yeah. That can't be true. I want to I wanna talk <laughs> about what Dan's Steam playtime is probably saying. So I'm sitting at home. This is completely off track. I'm sitting at home and I'm seeing that Dan is playing like Dungeon Defenders. Now he's playing RPG Maker. Like what's going on? So, and he's at and, work. Yeah, it's so, like seven in the morning and he's at work. And I'm like, Dan, you know, Dungeon Defenders, what's going on, bro? And he's like, no, no, no. It's a program that I downloaded to play games <laughs> for me to get me Steam cards. Okay, to be what, fair, I didn't even say any cards- of that. I just linked you the article I'd written about Steam, uh, Steam Idol Master or whatever it's called. Assumptions were made, Dan. Yeah, yeah. There was there was an implied me me arguing for its uh, for how no, it's fine. Like no, it's fine. It's totally not shameful. It's fine. <laughs> it's the thing people do. Yeah. Yep. Um, they but, but again, what are Steam cards? Like why? Like I know what they are. Like they're collectible things I sometimes do you randomly need get cards, in my Dan? inbox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hey, I don't want the Steam cards. I can just sell them and get some money on my little Steam account. Who's going to buy is them? Is it like $2? Uh, not even. I think it's more in the realm of like <laughs> 10 cents uh, per card. Okay. However, I have 224 playing cards currently. Uh, the other thing that Steam does <laughs> that you can do if you get all the cards in a set, you can sort of cash them in for a Steam badge. That gives your <laughs> Steam account XP, and you can like unlock stuff. If you do that during a Steam sale, you get extra things. Um, you are the target market for so many things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Dan, that sounds also, like legit. Dan, like your time is also worth money. You know that, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's why I don't sit here playing those games. I'm never going to play. I have a robot to do that for me. It just seems so dark that Dan has a program that plays games for him. I mean, what kind of world are we living in? Technically, Honestly, it plays 10 games at a time. So it, it, can, it can play 10 games simultaneously. It doesn't actually open them. So it doesn't. Uh, it just, it just tricks Dan. Steam into thinking that I'm playing 10 games at a time. Very good. It, see, this. More than anything else, this reminds me of when I was playing WoW and I began getting really stressed because I felt like I was missing work. And I stepped back and was like, hold on, this is a game. <laughs> I am meant to be having fun. <laughs> if you had found a program that played it for you, it would have solved all uh, of your problems. It would have solved so many problems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah, had forgotten good. about it for ages, uh, but I'd watched a video, uh, I think the Jimquisition, where he's talking about how all these shitty games were coming through steam just as a way to sell steam cards because if you sell a steam card let's say i sell one to you charles for five cents um or you know put it on the market or whatever people collect these things um a minimum of two cents gets taken away from that transaction and one cent goes to developer one cent goes to steam so they're they're creaming uh, a percentage off the top of every single trade essentially any time these cards trade hands. Steam users, though, um, like probably, probably, but the marketplace is pretty big. Um, 
A, because it is that sort of collector mall where I need to, you know, you only get like four cards of each game you play, but you need like six to ten cards to finish a set. So it encourages yeah, I mean, it's, that collecting. It's like the Penny mode. Arcade pinning. Like I'm pretty sure they make more from those pins than they do some, <laughs> like some other pretty big parts of their business. Like I'm not going to say more than packs, but like, yeah, their pinning stuff is kind of a thing where I look at it and I go like, yeah, this is just because people like collecting. Like it makes sense, yeah. but mm. like, humans, also, humans just love yeah. collecting things. Also, yeah. people like free things. Um, so free. <laughs> no, no, the, the Steam cards are free. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The Steam cards are free. Like, you get them in your inventory just for playing. Yeah. I have a bunch of games from mostly Humble Bundles that I'm not going to play um, or that I got but in your packages. Robot will. <laughs> but my robot will pretend to play them and I will get those cards. Um, and I can, you know, trade them. My brother collects these things as well. So, like, I'll, I'll, you know, he plays a lot of Dota and stuff. So, I'll send some of the stuff to him if he wants it. Um, that's a fun little, you know, meta game on top of Steam that I'm sure, you know, mm. people spend real money on, but I'm happy not spending money on those Magikarp berries or whatever the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you cannot yeah, sit okay, on a high, touche. you cannot sit yeah, on your high Gyarados. Ah, <laughs> uh, wonderful. So, uh, so yeah. that's that. I just wanted to bring that up, but, uh, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll wrap this up. So yeah, the yeah. next game is going to be Sunless Sea. So if you're playing at home, uh, it was on sale, uh, on GOG or GOG, whatever it's called. Uh, recently it may still be, uh, so jump on board, grab it, play along with us, uh, enjoy it. And we'll chat about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it was 65% off or something. There's a link yeah. to it in the Facebook group if you want to join us in there, uh, or I'm sure you can find it. Um, it's also please... pretty playable on the iPad. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. um, please rate and review us on iTunes because it really helps the podcast visibility. We got a couple of lovely lovely reviews, uh, the most recent one being from Emac. Emac Mac? Uh, <laughs> and it man. says... Loving the podcast, loving this podcast with three exclamation marks. These guys really make my day with another exclamation mark. So I'm reading this correctly. Uh, <laughs> listening to the team is becoming a regular thing. Keep up the good work. So, so thanks, Mac Mac. So positive. Yeah, it's just a. I think three exclamation marks is the sign of a broken mind. <laughs> <laughs> I use but a it mind all the time. that really likes us. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it, broken or not. And, and I'm gonna give a. Sh- Sorry, go ahead, Kevin. And if you like the podcast and then you play um, Armed with Wings Rearmed, I would also say go and give him a nice review on Steam because uh, yeah, it's sure. kind of – it has a fair few reviews. I think it has – it's a, got a very positive rating and all of that stuff, but just as another, you know, obviously it makes a big difference for a Steam game when it kind of goes up the rankings and to get some nice reviews. That's it. Us, uh, us nerds have to help each other out, so yeah. that's a thing. All ships rise together. We can all, uh, for very little effort, just sort of help out the things we enjoy and just mm. then you'll see more of them. Yeah, good. Um, speaking of, I want to give a shout out to AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Um, so thanks guys for more more good more good gaming stuff. I know you're only listening to this podcast because we're your faves, but um, <laughs> they're okay. And uh, that's all from me, your steeliest sword, Dan. What What, what just happened? I'm, this, we're I'm signing not off doing a, a sign cool, off. I'm not. We're doing a sign off in oh, a that's cool right. sword, he sword thing. Do, he wanted us to do a sign uh, off. I'm not doing that. Uh, see you later, guys. I'm Triple X, Return of Zen. <laughs> <laughs> see you next time. Bye. See you.